When Can I, When Should I, and TSP Loans on today's Fednababble. This is Fednababble, where Kevin and Cassie make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. These two don't hold back as they answer questions from the FedPilot workshops and webinars or from questions submitted by you at fednababble.com. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Cassie. Are we ready for some more questions? I think so. Okay, let's look at this first one. Well, (laughs) let me go take a break. No, I'm ready. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all loose. Okay. Up. Loosened, loose, loosed up, loosened. Boy, my grammar today. All right. So, uh, first question. So full retirement for me is my MRA at age 57, correct? <laughs> what is the missing piece in that question? What's the missing piece of that question, Cassie? Uh, what's your year of birth? There you go. So I'm going to throw up this right here. This is the minimum retirement age. I, I don't know what you call it, just chart overall. And yeah, it's the chart that shows you exactly what your minimum retirement age is based on your year of birth. So obviously you guys can see, you know, in whatever your year of birth is, that's your minimum retirement age. And hopefully you remember your year of birth. That would kind of be important. You know, you know. that's a minor thing, but... Maybe, maybe not. So can you retire? It's it's based on that chart. And and it's mm-hmm. and, and I'll say for the full for a full retirement, right? There are other types of retirement that you could well, change some things, but that is for a full retirement. Full retirement and first retirement, because you can be MRA mm-hmm. with ten years mm-hmm. of service and get a reduced pension, and that's not a full retirement because right you can either take an immediate pension or you can postpone, but you're getting a, you're getting a reduced benefit. And so um, you're not getting your full pension amount. So it's not a full retirement. Spot on. um, Needless to say, that is the MRA chart. So at least you'll know your minimum retirement age. If it's 57, then obviously you have to be, be, uh, be born 1970 and after. So, Look at the chart and figure out um, if that's true for you or not. Right. And just for the fun of it, I'm going to throw this in. Okay. Law enforcement, air traffic controller, firefighters, they don't use that. So one one of the things that I have to be careful of as I do these workshops is to say, okay, this is the chart. This is how you figure out when you can retire or not. And if there aren't any law enforcement air traffic controllers, fire fires, what we call special provision on the line, I don't get into the exceptions. So if these people went back and told their special provision buddies, this is how it works, it would be wrong for someone else. And so again, it, it's important that you understand what is right for you specifically, mm-hmm. rather than just, oh, this is the rule, because there are exceptions to everything. And right. when we talk about this, we're talking about, for most people, general. Um, so again, just be careful that you don't pass this on, that this is how it works for everyone because it, it isn't, <laughs> just simply. Okay, question number two, talking about the best time to retire, your month and day, to maximize the benefit, what are your tips? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like, I like this one. Um, so let's see, talking about the best time to retire, 
to maximize the benefit, what are your tips? So I would say, obviously, for the day, you always want to, uh, if for furs, you always want to go out on the last day of the month. Um, yep. For CSRS employees, it's either the last day of the month or the first three days of the following month. And that's going to maximize when your pension begins to accrue. Because as long as you go out, say, April 30th, then you can start accruing that benefit May 1st. Right. If you go out April 15th, your benefit is not going to accrue until May 1st. So you lose. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter what day of that month that you retire. Your benefits are going to accrue the first of the following month for FERS employees. For CSRS employees, as long as you go out within that first three days, then you can start accruing that pension um, right away. And let me throw in, yeah, let me throw in one more piece with that, if I could, um, is that, for example, and people do this all, and, and I see this all the time, and probably you do too, I'm assuming, that where someone says, all right, I put my, um, in fact, I, th I think I remember this exact thing happening when you and your husband came to the workshop years ago. Um, someone said, I'm retiring on April 28th. Well, why April 28th? Well, because April 28th is a Friday and it's the last day of the month. And I said, no, April 30th is the last day of the month. And they said, well, it's a Sunday. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> Still, yeah. it, it's not the last day of work. It is really the last day of the month. Put Even if it's a Friday, Saturday or a holiday, Sunday, what doesn't matter. Put the last day of the month still. That's right. And people think, oh, well, it's, you know, I need to go out the last day of the pay period or. Oh, yeah. I just got that question whatever. again. You know, yeah. There are so many different water cooler scenarios on what that retirement yeah. date should look like. But realistically, for FERS employees, um, it should always be the last day of the month. Um, there are one exception to that rule, and we're not going to get into that right now. Right. Um, but essentially, Overall, just blanket, just do the last day of the month and you'll be all right. <laughs> I had I, last week, I had someone ask in a, in a, in one of the Fed pilot webinars, uh, they asked, so what I heard what you just said, but HR told me that I has to be the last day of the pay period. And I said, well, they said that because it's easiest for them to figure things out. It's not best for you. It's easiest for them. That's why they said that because you should do it on the last day of the month. So there you go. All right. What about the best month, Cassie? Um, as far as the best month is concerned, I mean, that depends on yeah. what your, what your goals are. Um, how many years and months of service you have, when did you start, um, those different things. If you're really trying to maximize your annual leave payout, then the end of the year is going to be best for you because that way you can accrue all of that annual leave and get paid out for it and be um, before you're having to use it. And so you don't lose your 208 hours that you accrue um, you know, during a given year, 
um, and you can you can get paid out for those. So it depends on you know what are your goals. If you're not concerned about your annual leave payout or that check, um, then you know it can depend on are you still making deposits or redeposits. Um, you know, and and do you have a TSP loan that you want to um, pay off prior to retirement? So that way you're not having to do that, you know, within 90 days. Yeah. Um, are you going to, what are you going to be doing after retirement? Like you got to have something to retire to. You hope. Um, and if you don't have anything to go to, then, you know, you might want to push that out a little bit or plan it a little bit differently for a year or two. Or, or a certain month that you say, okay, well, you know, springtime's this month and then I get to do some gardening and I want to take a couple months off and focus on, you know, just being able to enjoy the weather before I, you know, do this other thing. And so that will depend on, on what your personal um, goals are for that. And then the same with the year, I think it depends on, you know, eligibility and, and personal goals. Yeah. You know, Cassie, you bring up December 31st as a popular one, and, it, and December 31st is a popular one, but I've done some calculations to check it, and in some circumstances, and in, in fact, one particular one that I did just to make sure, the person, because of the taxes that they would incur, they would have lost $10,000 just by retiring on December 31st. Because in, in the case that I was looking at, it puts them into a higher tax bracket for the net, for that year when they retire because of yeah. the extra money that they get. And so they missed out on $10,000 cash that they could have had had they planned it differently. And in fact, there are, yeah. there are some circumstances where you can actually bump yourself up into the next tax bracket two years in a row. So mm -hmm. I, I really think that when someone should retire should be strategic and not just a, hey, I think I should retire. You know, this sounds good. I mean, if you don't care about money, then then, then that's fine. <laughs> really, if your mental health, you just got to get out, then great. But if you are watching your money, you want to maximize your money, then it should be a strategic thing. It should be. And I can't answer that, though. And I don't think Kevin can either right. because nope. we don't know the rest of your scenario yeah. and what that is for you and what your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, if you could lose $10,000, well, you know, are you going to how are you going to offset that or or how can we strategize that that date differently to where, you know, that person can maybe earn 5,000 instead of being the opposite. So we really have to find out, you know, what is that going to look like for somebody? Um, and, and there's so many different factors that go into it um, for, you know, what that date looks like that I think somebody really needs, like you said, be strategic about it, not just, you know, right. put it in a hat, pick a couple dates, put them in a hat, and then, oh, this is the day I'm going to retire. <laughs> Sounds good. Not a good idea. No. Okay, good. Last question here. If you don't pay off your TSP loan when you retire, is it added to your income and could it push you into a higher tax bracket? Speaking of the devil there, are there other penalties? So you've got a TSP loan outstanding, you're paying toward it, but then you retire and you haven't paid it all off. 
What happens then, Cassie? So if somebody has a TSP loan that they haven't paid off and they retire, they have 90 days to pay it off. Okay. If they don't pay it off within those 90 days, then the TSP real, will report those uh, that balance, whatever that amount is, to the IRS as a taxable income. Yep. Um, so could it push you into a higher tax bracket? You bet. Absolutely. Sure um, could. Are there other penalties? If you're under 59 and a half, yes. Mm -hmm. You will incur an extra 10% for that early withdrawal penalty as well on top of um, the higher tax bracket or, or whatever other things are possible with that. So it's very important to think about these things when you're looking at retirement. You know, do you have a loan? How much is owed? How are you going to pay it off? Um, is it important to you to have it paid off or is it going to benefit you? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something that you're going to need to to talk to a financial planner or a tax advisor about um, as far as strategizing this TSP loan with the rest of it. Um, I prefer financial advisor because they typically have um, experience in tax planning. And even if they're not a tax preparer, they can at least give you some good insight there. Um, and and look at the bigger financial picture for you rather than a tax advisor who is just going to look at the tax consequences, um, whether they're good or bad. A financial right. advisor is going to take in the, the big picture. Um, if you don't have one of those, then please let us know. Go to fednababble.com and um, you know let us know. We'll hook you up with somebody in our trusted network, and it's one person where we just give them your contact information so that way you can ask them these questions they're going to prepare a benefits report for you no cost no obligation um you know on all of that so that way they can see you know where are you starting at first and get that get that um, foundation before they can give you extra advice yes and please i i, I know you have questions about your retirement everyone has questions about their retirement and we we cover you know pretty much three questions every show every episode we don't cover them all i we have a list of questions out the wazoo to answer you can wait around if you want and just wait and and watch all these which is just great or you can go get your questions answered and it doesn't cost you anything so again mm -hmm. go to fendababble.com and just go get your questions answered so you know what you're doing. And of course, as always, if you would, please like, subscribe, share, share this with your coworkers because they need to understand the things that you're learning just as much as you do. Thanks for being here and we will see you next episode. To get Cassie's comprehensive report on your federal retirement benefits at no cost, no obligation, and no sales pitch, go to fednababble.com. While you're there, submit a question for them to answer on the show.